Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. And welcome to another Schmanners. After, After dark. dark. You know what that means, folks. <laughs> it's 9 p.m. The kids are in bed. Finally asleep. It took an hour and a half before Dot fell asleep. <laughs> BB was asleep in 30 seconds. <laughs> I wish they could at least split the difference. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's 9 p.m., um, which is late for us. <laughs> I was thinking about that because we're going, uh, well, we're recording this before we're leaving for Dragon Con, but uh, it'll be like the first time we've traveled without kids for a long time. And the first time like we've eaten dinner without kids for a long time. Um, and our events go pretty late on the two days we grow together. So I was like, do you want to have a late dinner at 8 p.m.? And I was like, for us, that's two hours later than normally eat. But for like normal people, restaurants are still open then. So I, I guess know, somebody's right? eating. Anyways, speaking of... Bedtime. Oh, yeah. What are we talking about this week? Well, we are talking about Mother Goose. Now, here's the thing. I, You told me that. I knew that, right? Yeah. Because I pay attention. Sometimes. And mm, Fair enough. <laughs> um, and what I realized was I have no concept of if Mother Goose existed right is it okay. and you don't have to tell me yet yeah right yeah. because i know that like i would associate it with like grim the grim brothers okay yeah and like aesop right in sure. that same level of like things repeated but i also if you had told me it's like a betty crocker thing hmm. or like you know to, that was the name that they put on these things i guess oh my god i don't know anything about this because i guess at some point it had to be like published right and not just rhymes passed down oh my god okay where to start okay so um she's the author of pretty much every single classic that isn't attributed either to aesop or the brothers Grimm. right so we're talking about bob bob black sheep three blind mice jack and jill humpty dumpty other dozens of kind of like very short form, rhyming, some to music, some to not. But, the, okay, even though you just said that, I really have a hard time believing someone sat down and wrote them. Somebody had to. Well, okay, but even the Brothers Grimm collected the stories, mm -hmm. right, and then wrote them down. Mm -hmm. They didn't sit down and make the stories up themselves. Yeah, right. same thing. Oh, okay. So... First, when you think of Mother Goose, what pops in your brain? I think it was a Shelley Duvall show on uh, HEO when I was a kid, or maybe Showtime when I was a kid. It doesn't matter. Uh, but what pops in my head? Like the visual of a goose. Mother goose. A goose. So the actual goose. A goose, maybe wearing a bonnet. Okay. Carrying a basket, maybe, with mm -hmm. a book. Mm -hmm. That's very common. Yes, that's very common. Was it true? Was Some, she a goose? Well, we'll get to that. <gasps> Some people think of, like myself, I think of a very um, Granny-esque from like Tweety Bird shows, right? Sure. Where she's, she's got glasses and gray hair and a bun and kind of like, um, you know, very old style, frumpier clothing, you know, like that, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know... There are lots of different things that people think of when you think of Mother Goose. Um, 
but it's easy to say that the that the the idea of mother goose is synonymous with like joy and childhood sure. well, storytelling sure. and safety right cautionary yes. tales for that's, sure i mean that's a lot of what i think of when i think of aesop brothers mm-hmm. grim mother goose these stories that usually existed to uh deliver some sort of message in a very uh child friendly Sometimes when you think about mm-hmm. Brother Grimm, uh rapping. You well, know. even Aesop's fables are are pretty graphic sometimes. Well, yeah, um, because the animals tend to you know behave like animals. Anyway, so the origins in print go back to the 16th century, and that's actually a long time before what we consider the birth of the classic fairy tale. Okay. Um. Which, again, we usually associate with the Brothers Grimm. I I had to search because I was so wrong. I was confusing two things. So what I was thinking of is, I believe, maybe the Mother Goose Treasury Hmm. show. But like you said, they just like kind of reshaped and like indexed, right? A bunch of old Germanic folktales, Greek and Roman mythologies, and even some Bible stories are kind of like mixed around, peppered through there. Sure. Um, The original fairy tales, right, um, were actually written by French writers Charles Perrault and Madame Dalnoy. Okay. Uh, Madame Dalnoy was writing about fairies and magic mm, some 135 years before the Brothers Grimm. And uh, Percol is the inventor of Puss in Boots. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and several other stories. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, but these writers were all crafting these tall tales well before the Brothers Grimm, and they still had the concept of Mother Goose in their writings. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, and even she... then, I also think it's important to note a lot of fairy tales, even then, were based off of far older, like, right? yeah. you know, myths and legends about these creatures and everything. So it wasn't like they created the idea of fairies. They were just writing the stories. So the fairy tales and the fairy tale collectors knew about this Mother Goose character. Uh-huh. Um, and the first recorded mention of her is in 1650. Uh, Jean Le wrote in his collection La Muse Historique. Sure. Uh, that a particular piece was, quote, like a Mother Goose story. Wow. Okay. That's way farther back than I would have guessed. I know. And it's it's very casual, don't you think? And it lends to think that Mother Goose was a household name. Yeah, it would have to be. Even to at the 1600s. To, I mean, yeah, absolutely. That, that would be like now if you said it like, oh, it reminds me of like a Shakespeare play. Right? It's exactly. like the assumption is either the person knows who Shakespeare is or it's weird that they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a fun quote from a site called Books Tell You Why. Um, Jennifer Michelle uh, wrote for the site and she says, in other words, by the time we even started th- talking about fairy tales, we somehow already knew who told them. Uh-huh. Perrault uh, used that phrase in 1697 in his collection of fairy tales. Not not the one on the site, um, but like Mother the Mother Goose, Goose yeah. right? Um, but he only used it in the title. 
So when this was translated to English in 1792, its title turned out to be Histories or Tales of Past Times Told by Mother Goose. So wait, is Mother Goose real? Mm, there's a theory. You, you've got a theory. I want to know. I would like to know what it is, please. So there is... The, the theory that she was a real person uh-huh. might stretch all the way back to the 700s. Get out of the town. Get out of the town. Well, many the people... The town is here. I want you out of it. Many people believe that Mother Goose was actually the mother of Charlemagne. The what? first Holy Roman Emperor. What? What? Okay. There's... Hey, let's time travel back uh, 10 minutes ago. Bet me a million dollars. <laughs> Give me a hundred guesses. Well, and there's there's only a little bit of evidence for this theory because okay. her nickname uh, was Goosefoot Bertha because her name was wow. Bertrada of Lyon. Okay. Um, Goosefoot, Goosefoot Bertha. Bertha. Okay. Because... Sources say that she was born with a club foot, which is when a baby is born with a foot that turns inward, making it difficult for them to walk. Um, it's very easily treatable today, but in the past, not so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially in the 700s. Right. Probably not so much. It's okay. Born to privilege. Didn't have to work a day in her life. So she was fine, right? Um, she had the club foot for the rest of her life. But it did, you know, earn her the bird nickname. Sure. Okay. And it may really not have been as mean-spirited as we would have assumed today, right? Um, At that time, there were people who believed that people with clubbed feet were vessels between the living world and the spirit world. Ooh. Maybe the land of the fairies, where the fairy tales come from? Sure. Maybe? Sure. There's really no evidence supporting this. This is just kind oh, of like okay. the fairy. <laughs> All right. Re- reel them in just to let them back go. That's Re- what you do. Reel That's what in. you do a fish. You got to put Let it go. Then you pull the right and then you. <laughs> Give it a little slack. Yeah. Reel it in. She wasn't particularly known for her storytelling. Okay? So is it just the goose thing? Just the fact that goose is yeah. in her name? I mean, that's the thing. All right. That's All that's right. really the only thing. Goose is in her name. There's not a lot of evidence to support that she like wrote anything down or was a a charming motherly, even grandmotherly figure. Okay. Yeah. All right. There's another one. Okay. Woo. <laughs> Reeling him back oh, in. Oh yeah, keep going. This one is from Colonial America. Okay. Much, much later. Right. Okay. So not the seven hundreds. We are into the the what, 16? Late, late 16th. Well, okay, wait. Because it depends on how colonial. Because if we're talking about, like, before Revolutionary War, yeah. now we're, like, mid-1700s. Maybe even a little bit before that. Because 1600s is when it appears in print. Uh-huh. So if we're thinking... So colonial, way, way back. Way, way back. So early like colonial Early days. colonial, okay. Um, 1692. Maybe Mother Goose was a Bostonian woman. Maybe. Named Elizabeth Goose. 
She married a man named Isaac Goose in 1962 when she was 27. And the two had a kind of um, a Brady Bunch situation. Oh, okay. Right? Um, So she brought six children with her, which is a lot. And yes, then, mathematically speaking, quite a bit. And then Isaac already had 10 of his own. Oh, boy. Uh, with his former wife, a, a woman named Mary. Um, so that means that 27-year-old Elizabeth had 16 children to care for. 16 children. So she started a baseball team. Uh, it does seem that she, yes, was vastly outnumbered. Uh-huh. Um, but... She had a lot of nursery rhymes. She was very good at telling stories, okay, uh, singing rhymes and making up lullabies. Um, her son-in-law would recall how she always seemed to be singing to anyone who would listen. So around 1860, one of her relatives was working as a publisher and started to connect the dots that Elizabeth's incredible stories must have been the inspiration for this beloved folk character. Now we can see, now hold on. Hold on. You can see where there's a maybe a benefit to being a publisher who's like, I happen to be related to Mother Goose. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like nepotism that creates itself. <laughs> like, well, uh, maybe my grandfather was a famous producer and I'm rich. Let me in this movie, please. So there was a, a little bit, he, he made up a kind of story. Sure. That there was a ghost volume of stories written by for or for Elizabeth cataloging all of her stories and songs. You mean ghost written like somebody would ghost write something, not like a spectral book. No, not a okay. spectral book. Not like my great great grandmother appeared to me and gave me a ghost. <laughs> no, 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 no. In the way of somebody uh she didn't maybe write them down, but it was kind of like gathered from her children and friends and things like that. Sure. Um but there isn't any really evidence of that either. No. People searched for a long time, like a really long time, and, and came up with nothing. That also kind of sounds like something someone would tell someone in a bar to try to get them to smooch them. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm related to Mother Goose. And remember how we said that um, Mother Goose was first mentioned in print in 1650? Was that was that right? Or, well, Elizabeth Goose wasn't alive until no, 1690. No, she wasn't alive. Okay. So maybe not that. Hey, so far, can I just tell you, and I know they're not yours, <laughs> but these theories are not great. Um, In fact, I'm going to go ahead and say, so far, hooey. They are uh, goose turds. <laughs> there's a tourist attraction in Boston. Okay. Uh, dedicated to Mother Goose, which is probably not Elizabeth's grave. Probably it's the grave of a woman named Mary Goose, Isaac's first wife. Oh, I see. Yes. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I want to hear more okay. about Mother Goose. But first, how about a word from some other Max Fun shows? there, I'm Ellen Weatherford. And I'm Christian Weatherford. And we've got big feelings about animals that we just gotta share. On Just the Zoo of Us, your new favorite animal review podcast, we're here to critically evaluate how each animal excels and how it doesn't, rating them out of 10 on their effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics. Guest experts give you their takes informed by actual, real-life experiences studying and working with very cool animals like sharks, cheetahs, and sea turtles. It's a field trip to the zoo for your ears. 
So if you or your kids have ever wondered if a pigeon can count, why sloths move so slow, or how a spider sees the world, find out with us every Wednesday on Just the Zoo of Us in its natural habitat on MaximumFun.org. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Carrie, is it? Oh, yes. Hi, I'm Carrie. I am Psychic Ross, and I will be reading you this evening. Oh, interesting. Well, okay. I co-host a podcast. It's called Ono, Ross, and Carrie. Yes, I'm sensing that. The spirits are telling me it is a show about Well, it's about like fringe science and spirituality and claims of the paranormal. Oh, you knew that. You do research online. But more importantly, like we do in-person investigations. In-person investigate as well. Oh, my God. That's amazing. See? Me and my friend. This is so weird. My friend, Ross. Same name as you. Weird. He and I just go and try them all out. And actually, we've gone to a number of psychics. And to be honest with you, it's a lot like this. It's called Ono, Ross, and Carrie. They can find it at MaximumFun.org. I could have told you that. Okay, do you want to hear my theory so far? I've developed yes, a theory. Yes, please tell me your theory. And I think that this, more than my example of like Betty Crocker or whatever, right? I think it's like Boogeyman. Right? Mm. Where, like, we have kids. They yes. ask questions all the time. I was singing tonight. Uh, d- I was singing the, you know, Daisy, Daisy. Give. But we sing it either, depending on which kid you're singing to. B, 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 or Dotty, Dotty. Give. Although sometimes Dotty demands BB. I, I know. know. Well, it rhymes better sure. in the song. But I got to the I'm half crazy. And she was like, why are you half crazy? And I was like, it's, I don't know, man. Um, but I, kids ask a lot of questions, right? And at some point, somebody, some like a farmer looked out the window, saw a goose. and was like, Mother Goose told me. And just kept going, right? And then it just kept hooking on. It was like, yeah, Mother Goose told me these stories, right? And they catch on like that. Eventually, it's got to start somewhere. That's my theory. I think that you're right. I think that Mother Goose is a feeling. She's but That's not what I she's said. She's the now, whisper in the wind. That is not at all what I said. <laughs> That is, she's the dream of a child, the twinkle in a child's eye. She isn't the the wind whispering in a dewy spring morning. Easier, (laughs) an easier way of going, I don't know, man. They're like, who made up that rhyme? How old does that rhyme? Where did that rhyme come from? What does it mean? You're like, I don't know, man. Mother Goose told me. Now go to sleep. Uh, I mean, honestly, maybe Jean Luray was the real Mother Goose. You think they just made it up? Maybe. He was the first one to say say that, and like the quote, woman took on a life of her own, became a moniker for every woman or, you know, a mother archetype, right? And this also makes a lot of sense uh, in the context of how much we've talked about in like uh, our idioms episode. Yeah. Is the number of times of like somebody attempts to coin a phrase, right? And it becomes this whole other meaning. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was saying, like, it's a mother goose thing, right? Like, think about how many weird, like, sayings you and your friends and family come up with, right? That you assume, like, everybody uses this. My dad said it all the time. And then you say it in front of someone, and they're like, what? <laughs> and so maybe <laughs> the, for You him, McElroys are very familiar with that phenomenon. Yeah, everyone knows. A lot of people talk about how we've ruined their vocabulary. <laughs> but maybe it's a thing of, like, his mom would say, like, it's like a mother goose. It, you know, that's a very mother goose kind of story, isn't it? Right? And it meant something to them? Um, yes. I think, here's my theory. There are certain species of waterfowl. That can tell stories? No. Okay. 
that if they find abandoned ducklings or whatever, will take them into their brood. So you end up with these, this, you know, duck pair, right, that has, you know, 25, 30 little ducklings all following it around. Not because they had then hatched that many eggs, Mm. but because they kind of collected them. Adopted them. Adopted them. And it's the same thing with the mother Adopted goose. Adopted sounds better when you're talking about children, by the way, because <laughs> you're, I, if anyone's like, yes, they collect children, that's <laughs> not a good image. But uh, but when you, you translate that to stories, yeah. right, all of these stories that are attributed to, quote, mother goose, things like Humpty Dumpty and London Bridge and Itsy Bitsy Spider, they can't all possibly have been written by the same person. Well, that's right? what I was saying. When I was talking about in the beginning of like imagining someone sitting down and writing them, right? Aesop's fables all have a similar feel. You know, it's animal, talking animals mm-hmm. and some kind of like morality lesson. Or you get to the Brothers Grimm, right? And they even though they've collected all of them, they still have a very like Germanic fairy tale kind of feeling, right? Yeah. They all have, uh, they're all pretty dark. Usually like there's themes of like witches in the woods or like a wolf, right? Which appears in a lot of them. They're very thematically similar. But as you've said, just compare like Humpty Dumpty and London Bridge. Yeah. And it's like, that's two different things. Especially since I know of Humpty Dumpty is originally a riddle because they don't say egg anywhere in Humpty Dumpty. So you're supposed to repeat the whole thing and then say, what was Humpty Dumpty, right? And mm, it's, then you yeah. guess an egg, right? Okay. It was a riddle, and now just everyone knows yeah. it's an egg. Everyone knows it's an egg. But like London Bridge is another great example. Yeah. London Bridge, completely different from Itsy Bitsy Spires. Two wildly different things. Wildly different and wildly different time periods. This is what I'm saying. Things like that, right? Um, and so... Mother Goose probably just evolved in the oral tradition, right? Um, And so they were passed from generation to generation, traveled over the mountains and oceans, and then got recorded one day. And somebody said, oh, we don't know who this is actually by. Let's just put Mother Goose. I mean, it's a good, listen, branding-wise, it's great branding. Right? Like, if you say, who invented sports? And you're like, uh, King Football. I'd be like, yeah, 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 he did. King Football definitely invented those sports or whatever. It sounds great. Um, and so the there are lots of writers, famous writers, we know that have continued to perpetuate this love of Mother Goose, this kind of, you know, this, this grandmotherly figure or even the goose, right? Um, for example, John Newberry who uh, many refer as the father of children's literature. Well, that's where the Newberry Award comes from. Exactly. You know, he's added a lot of that to the children's media lexicon. Also, L. Frank Baum was another person who even wrote Mother Goose in prose in 17, uh, sorry, 1897. When you were a kid and like elementary school kid, do you ever remember like getting a book and on the like top right corner was that like silver mm-hmm. like new beer and you're like, oh, what? This is going to be good. This is going to be good. This one has <laughs> I, an award. I wish that that wasn't true, but I remember distinctly being like, it did what? It won a thing? Well, yeah, look at it. It's right there. And now sometimes, listen, I don't know your feelings about the man, but sometimes now I'll pick up a book for BB and I'm like, oh, it got a new beer. Ah, oh, what? 
a Dr. Seuss award or whatever. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, give me where's the Newberry Award winners? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll take a Caldecott Award. I'll take a Caldecott Award. But where's the Newberries? You know what I mean? We gotta we gotta search for that treasure. I'm saying. So uh, we've been carrying on the legacy of Mother Goose. Uh, Julie Andrews, Jim Henson. Sure. Uh, so there's even a Mother Goose character that appears regularly on Sesame Street. Right? Well, and not only that, I mean, now if you've got kids and you watch YouTube for any amount of time, you will find animated like Hickory Dickory Dock. You will find Jack and Jill and everything. Like, it helps that they are public domain. Right. And you can just use that that music and that thing. Uh, but, I mean, it's still a thing. BB knows all of this stuff. Dottie knows all of this stuff. Um, so, to, to sum up, I think that we can do just as good as L. Frank Baum. He wrote, While I have taken some pains to record the various claims to the origin of Mother Goose, it does not matter in the least whether she was in reality a myth or a living Eliza Goose, Martha Gooch, or the mere eye. Martha Goose? No. Who's Martha Gooch? I don't know. That's okay. That's what he said. Okay, go on. Well, now we have to look it up. Okay, I had to know. Martha Gooch uh, is talked about in Mother Goose in Prose, right, which is the thing he wrote. Uh-huh. Um, just another theory of, like, a woman who was in 1704 or whatever tasked with taking care of babies in this town. She would sing songs to them. And Martha Gooch became Mother Gooch, became Mother Goose. But once again, if it's 1704, that's past the time of the first mention of Mother Goose. Right. It's okay. just another one of these retroactive kind of, it was it was me all along. Right. Okay. Or I knew, oh, she used to be my babysitter. Mother yeah. Goose was my babysitter. Like, what? <laughs> really? Okay, sorry. Uh, he continues. continues. Uh, the songs that cluster around her name are what we love, and each individual verse appeals more to the childish mind than does Mother Goose herself. That's true, because I don't want a huge goose coming in my house. I know that now. I think I would have felt that way. Same Wait a minute. Child. Wait a minute. Human-sized goose? Is that what you think of? Not like a small goose? Are you asking me in the context of if I'm a child thinking about Mother Goose and someone's coming... Yeah, I think I was wow. picturing human-sized goose. I would never pictured human-sized goose, regular-sized goose. Well, a child is bigger than a regular-sized goose. You would need somebody taller than to command any kind of respect. I don't, I don't, that's not the way my brain works. You were picturing a small goose. Regular-sized goose. Huh. Okay, listen, we don't normally do this, <laughs> but I do need everyone to tweet at Shanner's cast and tell us if when you picture Mother Goose as a goose, are you picturing a human-sized goose? Or a goose-sized goose. Okay. That's, I, all right. There's a lot going on there. Who? Okay. Well, thank you very much to you, Teresa. Uh, you are a great host, and I'm so happy to be your husband. Thank you to Alex, our researcher, without whom we could not do this show. Thank you to Rachel, our editor, without whom we couldn't do this show. And she does a lot more work on these After Dark Oh, apps. yeah, we're real tired at that point. <laughs> and thank you to you, our listeners. We could do the show with thank you, but why? Hey, hey, it's September. And that means a whole mess of new merch over at the merch store. There's a Munch Squad hoodie, which Munch Squad is a thing for my brother, my brother, if you haven't listened. There's a Besties team. Besties is the video game uh, podcast that Griffin and Justin host, along with Chris and Russ. Uh, and that is available in a T-shirt or raglan. 
And 10% of all merch proceeds this month will go to Earth Justice, which uses the law to preserve a rich, sustainable, and diverse natural heritage for current and future generations. All of that available at McRoyMerch.com. Go get your 20 Rendezvous Fancy Takes Flight Tour tickets. Uh, they're all on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. We got shows, uh, let's see, Adventure Zone in San Jose on September 29th, My Brother, My Brother and Me in San Jose on September 30th, and on October 1st in Denver, My Brother, My Brother and Me, and then we have the November shows, Washington, D.C., Detroit, and Cincinnati. Mask, I'll be there. The Cincinnati, Cincinnati Yeah, one. the Cincinnati one for sure. Mask and proof of full vaccination or negative COVID test within 72 hours of event start is required. Plus, don't forget to pre-order Taz 11th Hour uh, over at theadventurezonecomic.com. What else, Teresa? Well, we always thank Brent, Brentofloss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. That's at SchmannersCast. Tell us about your goose stuff. Please do. <laughs> Tell us about your goose image. Uh, and thank you to Bruja Betty Pennant Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, join that today. Also, thank you, Alex. Um, again, thanks again. You can never say thank you enough to Alex. Um, she reads all of the emails sent to our Gmail, which is schmannerscast at gmail.com. Uh, that is where you will send your um, topics, ideas, and mm-hmm. please send us your idioms. We Please. love those. Um, and say hi to Alex because she reads every one. And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.